James, I have a question for you. This is not from Quora. This is not from Twitter. This is from the heart. It's from the heart. <laughs> Here's my question for you. This is for you, because I know about something that just happened to you in your life. Now, you may not want to talk about this, but okay. I would love to hear about it. So, James, what's it like to be an angel investor? Uh, I would say this, it's a great question. And in fact, I just had this conversation uh, with another angel investor last night. It's the worst thing in the world <laughs> because you'll never hear from the companies that are doing well and you actually never want to get your money from them. You want If they're doing well, they're going to always be growing faster than the economy and the market. So you never want them to sell. You want them to keep growing because that compounding is much more powerful than stock market compounding. But so you'll never hear from those again and you'll hard and it'll well, but hopefully at some point you'll well, get so so yesterday I had an exit where a company I invested in in like February 2009 finally exits October 2015 so six and a half years later um and I actually was disappointed uh even though it was a 4000% return it was a great return for me uh, you was, want to talk about the company or can yeah, you Yeah, it was not? called uh, Ticketfly or is called Ticketfly. Right. And, this um, was big news. This was in every newspaper. Yeah, Ticketfly was bought by Pandora. Which was a smart buy for Pandora because let's say you always listen to the group Fish on Pandora and now Fish is coming to, uh, going to have an event th within 30 miles of you. Pandora can say, hey, you'll get 10% off tickets. And it's send too bad Pandora to doesn't carry podcasts so that then when people would hear that question of the day was coming to their town live right. that they could Pandora could use Ticketfly to sell those people tickets to come see us do our show live which we don't actually do but well, we might do someday but here's the thing so uh, Pandora bought, bought Ticketfly for $450 million and I from from the time I invested until yesterday I had not heard a single thing from Ticketfly <laughs> they didn't ever send me any emails they, they one time in the middle I demanded some kind of update, so they sent me a jacket, so I was happy. Was it the same people running it now as when you invested? Yes, the exact same people. All right, can you, let's back up. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know a fair amount about angel investing, or maybe even a lot, but I'm guessing most people know next to nothing. So okay. how, how does it really work? Like In your life as uh, an entrepreneur and investor, how many angel investments have you made? Uh, roughly, roughly. Five, 50? Uh, about 30. About 30. I'm, I'm in about... 30 minus two exits that I've had in the past couple of years. The exits, when you say exit, is that necessarily a successful thing? Or could yes. exit mean a cratering in the end of the company? Uh, it could mean that too. Uh, but I've had, I've had, let's say, three very successful exits in the past three years. So th out of roughly 30, you've had three successful exits. And yes. have you had any, Did how many of those companies just went away? Uh, two have, have disappeared. Okay, so three up. But, you know, you need a lot of zeros. To compete, like if you uh, so the the of the three successful ep exits, one was a sixty nine hundred percent return and two four thousand percent returns. Mm. So it's like as if I need one hundred twenty zeros to counteract right uh, right uh, that. What's your average stake going in? Uh, you know you don't ever want to play big because uh, you're not going to see that money for like I said before you're not going to see that money for a long time if it works out. Um, so. I'll do anywhere between twenty-five and fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and sometimes I'll gr I'll get a group together and do more. And typically, how do you know the people that you're investing in? And I assume that sometimes you don't really know them. No, usually I either know them. I only go into the very first round because that's the lowest valuation, and I'm not a professional uh, venture capitalist. Which they'll go in later rounds. 
you know, like someone going to Uber at a fifty billion dollar valuation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Right. So I go into the first round. So I have to either know the CEO or, or be one degree separated. So G- give us a sense of some of the companies and kinds of companies um, that you think have been worth your money and time. Well, Ticketfly definitely. Okay, right. And I'll give you. I'll tell you why. The, the CEO and founder had just sold another ticket-related company called Tickets.com. So I knew he was an expert in the space. And was, an, was there a period uh, during which he had a non-compete where he couldn't? Yeah, do it? one okay. year. One year. Um, so he had he had sold that a year earlier. So I knew he was an experienced entrepreneur and an expert in the space. So and I knew this this was a strong demographic trend. The only way to make money for musicians now is touring and and tickets. So what he did was he basically made improved software that and he knew it very well so i knew he was an expert in making the software for this and he kind of got his old clients to i knew there was like instant clients for this so Mm -hmm. that he would have instant business and i think that's why i just never heard from him again like they expanded all through the u.s they expanded all through canada uh last year i think they sold a billion dollars worth of tickets gross uh so it was a so so that's why when they sold for 450 million to be honest i knew they were growing so fast I thought maybe if he had waited a year or two, he could have sold for a billion. Now, you wish he would have waited for your own purposes or for theirs? I mean, your return obviously would have been more, but your return, even in this case, was very, 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 very good. And you bought lunch today, I should say, so I profited from that. Thank you. So it's hard when you're the founder of a company like that and someone makes you an offer for $450 million. Um, He probably made, let's say the the two founders made $50 million each. It's kind of hard to turn that down. So I understand why he took it. And it's, he was working really hard. I understand why not wait, you know, work two more years. You don't really need to get wealthy twice. Yeah. He was getting wealthy once. But, um, you know, I'll tell you something um, Peter Thiel told me. So Peter Thiel was the first investor in Facebook. And Yahoo, shortly after Peter Thiel did this, Yahoo uh, offered them a billion dollars for Facebook. And they had a, Peter Thiel called a board meeting. Peter kind of wanted to take the deal. And Mark Zuckerberg walks in and says, look, this is going to be a really fast meeting. No. And Peter, who stood to make, I don't know, $100 million on this, which was more than he made on PayPal, he kind of wanted Mark to consider this a little bit more. So they had a longer meeting and Mark said, listen, I'm 24 years old. What am I going to do with $250 million? I'm just going to make another social network. So I already have a social network, so I don't want to do it. And to his credit, you know, Facebook's worth over $200 billion now. Don't miss the rest of our attempt to answer this question of the day. James and I will be right back after this very short message. So I'm going to be honest. I've not heard of this business until I'm reading this ad, but this sounds awesome because I hate shopping. Shopping is awful. Who has the patience for crowded stores or the time to try on 10 pairs of pants that don't even fit well? Trunk Club takes the hassle out of shopping by shipping you a trunk of clothes that fit perfectly and make you look like a million bucks. Nathan, I'm going to sign up for this today. At trunkclub.com slash question, you answer a simple survey about your style, preferences, and size, and are assigned an expert stylist. They curate clothes for the best premium brands, and you approve of what you like. And just like that, a trunk arrives on your doorstep filled with hand-picked clothes that are perfect for you. Try them on, keep what you like, and easily return what you don't in their prepaid trunk. This is not a subscription service. You only pay for the clothes you keep from your trunk. No hidden charges, just gray clothes. And right now, 
Their entire styling service is free, even the shipping. You only pay for the clothes you keep. Why not enjoy getting new clothes again? To take advantage of this deal, go to trunkclub.com slash question. Again, that's trunkclub.com slash question for a trunk filled with clothes you'll love wearing. So that story has become kind of the, you know, the poster story for the entrepreneur who doesn't take the early money and it works out well. I mean, as of this moment, well. Uh, I'm guessing there are lots of stories on the other side, though, right? Where firms. I'll give you another example. So I was on the board of a company um, that I did angel investing. And this is a very critical example that nobody really realizes. It's very important for entrepreneurs. I looked at the financials before the board meeting and I saw he only had six months left before the company was going out of business. Six months seems like a lot, but I called the CEO and I I won't name the company in this case because maybe he'd be upset, but I called the CEO and I said, listen, you have only six months before you're out of business. And he said, yeah, no problem. We'll raise money before then and we'll get customers and everything. And I said, no, you don't understand. You're already out of business. Like six months, even if you start the fundraising process now, it won't close in six months. And even if you work to get a new customer, it'll take you two months to get the customer, two months to do the work and three months before they pay. So you're already out of business. So on the two, the only two ways for you to get more money you're already, it's already beyond six months. So we immediately, he it, he took a long time to be convinced because CEOs sort of smoke their own crack. And so we, but the board, I kind of rallied the rest of the board. We immediately got hired a bank and put the company up for sale and trimmed all the costs. And he did sell um, for a nice amount with about three hours left before he wouldn't make payroll. He sold the company mm. and he personally made um, what looks like it will be about $18 million now. Wow. Okay, so those are two relatively happy ending stories. Not so happy for Yahoo um, as for Facebook. But do you know of any case where a company was offered um, a lot of money, um, whether to go public, someone wanted to take them public or someone wanted to acquire, and they decided to wait and wait and wait and their value disappeared for one reason or another? I'm sure that happens all the time, right? Um, it hasn't happened to a company I've been in. Uh because usually I force companies to take the offer or, or I try to. <laughs> like, I just like to, in most cases, I think companies should exit because they're not really that, most companies are not that good, uh, particularly startups. But um, there's a, there's many famous examples. Uh, Friendster was mm-hmm. offered a lot of money. That was a social network before MySpace. And I think Yahoo actually offered them a lot of money. They said no, and then I think they ended up being I think Yahoo's zero. offered even us a lot of money. I mean, right? That's... Well, well, okay. Famously, <laughs> yeah. Google yeah. went to Yahoo uh, in 1997 or 98. Uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, they just wanted to be professors. So they offered Yahoo, Google for a million dollars. One million dollars. And Yahoo said no. And then they went to Excite, uh, which was a search engine at the time. People don't even remember it. Almost as good as AltaVista. Yes. Uh, well, no, AltaVista was then the only one left standing after all these things. But, but anyway, they went to Excite and they said, we'll sell Google for $750,000. And Excite's board even wanted <laughs> to do it, but the CEO was like, no. And so Excite turned them down. Now the founder of Excite's an employee at Google. Mm. So um, 
You know what, um, an idea that appeals to me, and I know some people are doing this, so there's a guy named Rafe First. You know Rafe? He's an entrepreneur and a poker player and guy. I you, don't. You'd like him. He'd be your kind of guy. So he started a company, or I think he's involved in a company called, called Crowdfunder. Do you know Crowdfunder? I don't. So Crowdfunder is basically a crowdfunding mode for site for entrepreneurs. So it's like Kickstarter, except instead of being charity, which is what Kickstarter is, kind of feel good, you know, encourage, whatever. Crowdfunder is a way for anybody with that's entrepreneurial in any way, even theoretically. So, like, let's say, like, I'm a a, a PhD candidate in, uh, you know, some kind of genetic science, and I think that I'm going to have a, a route to a great future product or company, but I need to fund, even if it's my education or living expenses or my research, or I want to hire three friends to do the research, I can do that. And I actually really love that idea, like the democratization or the decentralization of angel investing as broadly as possible. I love that too. And that's why um, I've signed up for AngelList, which uh, is, right. so Naval Ravikant uh, was a successful CEO and entrepreneur and venture capitalist, set up AngelList. Uh, and men, not only are basically every Silicon Valley company listed on there, but you can, my favorite strategy as an angel investor is I always believe in one motto. I'm an idiot. So I want to only invest when people smarter than me are investing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a rule. I can't break it. If people smarter than me are investing, then I'll, I'm willing mm -hmm. to piggyback. So AngelList, you can follow top angel investors and just simply piggyback whenever they, you could say, alert me when this guy invests. And then you could attempt to piggyback all of their deals. I have invested a little bit. I guess you'd call me an angel investor in Broadway shows, which That's is a, tough a investment. total, totally idiotic uh, idea to do. I finally kind of got back to even, and now I'm stopping because not only is it a terrible investment because the risk is huge, the upside is relatively small. So I've been investing in a couple pretty big hits, and at the small amount that I go in at, the return is still pretty, pretty lethargic. But additionally, the main reason I did it is I thought it'd be really fun. And it yeah, turned like, out to be not fun at like all. It's like restaurant investing. Kind I of. think that'd be the worst, yeah. But, you know, um, the one thing I want to mention about all of these types of investments, and this is why it's a really bad idea for people, because just in terms of, like, life energy, you're only— Remember I mentioned Ticketfly. I never heard from them until the, from the day I invested till the day they got bought. And it was one of my more successful ones. The ones that are least successful, they call you every single day. <laughs> and they never stop calling. They call every day for years. And so that just, and your money is at stake, so you pick up the call until you finally decide it's just not worth it right, anymore. Let me ask you this then. Let's say there's people listening to this and they have a little bit of disposable income, right? Might be a few hundred dollars, might be a few thousand dollars, whatever. And they want to do some form of angel investing, whether it be kind of charitable or totally, you know, for profit and so on. What's a good thing? What's a good option for people that they might not think so, about? So, and I, I have nothing to do with the company, but I'm good friends with the founder. Angelist.com is really the go-to place for venture capitalists, top angel investors, and top companies in Silicon Valley. And then I wouldn't think, remember the motto, I am an idiot. Like, just keep repeating that to when yourself. When you say that, <laughs> is that about you only, or we're all supposed to believe that? We're all supposed to believe that about ourselves. Okay. Because there's no way to really beat the in crowd. So make sure you just follow somebody in the in crowd. Like, for instance, Ron Conway is the most successful angel investor on the planet. You can piggyback his investments on AngelList. Gotcha. List. All right, let's teach everybody. Let's chant it together. 
I am an idiot. Just repeat it out loud right now. I am an idiot. I am an idiot. I am an idiot. We just did that whole question, but now I'm still thinking about Trunk Club. I'm going to fill out this survey and order my clothes today. So don't forget, Trunk Club takes the hassle out of shopping. At trunkclub.com slash question, they will curate clothes from the best premium brands and you approve of what you like. And right now, their entire styling service is free, even the shipping. You only pay for the clothes you keep. To take advantage of this deal, go to trunkclub.com slash question. Again, that's trunkclub.com slash question for a trunk filled with clothes you'll love wearing. More importantly, maybe my wife is finally going to love the clothes that I'm wearing. On the next question of the day... The thing is, people are donating organs, you know, so less reason to bury a body. So, and there's a big push to donate organs. Um, do you want to hear the top 10 states for cremation? Uh, I'm going to guess. Name a few. Uh, New York will be one of the top 10. Massachusetts will be one of the top 10. Question of the Day is produced and mixed by Nathan Rossborough with Allison Hockenberry. 